Welcome back to Hiding Time. I'm your host, Edgar. And I'm your other host, Sabian. So, for anyone who is listening to this on Spotify, Apple, whatever, RSS, whatever, RSS any podcast streaming platform, or, or even YouTube now, because we got a YouTube channel, bing, bing. I think the point of me saying that oh. was that now we have a video podcast. So if you guys want to see us and not just hear us, because, you know, for anyone who knows us, you miss seeing us. Anyone want to see how pale I got over here in Taiwan, then you should definitely check that out. I will definitely post that link up, up whenever we post it on our Instagrams or social media or anything like that. Yeah. And um, I guess just to give our viewers like another way to engage with us, right? Like videos, like we see a lot of streamers, like, you know, Kais and Nash, shout out to the homie. Right. I'm joking, they're not friends, but hopefully one day. Um, it's just nice to have that interaction with the audience. And you guys can see us, right? You see who we are and how we look as a, another dimension, I think. Yeah. Cool, so, uh, oh, if you want to know, right now we're filming in Edgar's casa. I speak Spanish too, yes sir. Uh, we're filming in his house. Um, we might change settings. We have a little ghetto set up right now. You can't even see it, but this this phone, it's a phone. It's not even a camera. You know what they say, back to the roots. You know, back, back to, to the roots, roots, right? It's on two books, uh, uh, what, like a box full of masks. A box of masks. Uh, masks, a box of masks. And then one box. And an, and an open, used, ghetto-ass box, too. For, for a microphone. For this microphone, actually. So we're using, we're very resourceful. Yeah, that's how, that's how we'll describe it. Yeah. But next time we might check out Savings Crib and maybe we'll do a crib tour, you know, uh, MTV Cribs, because his shit is nice. It's decent. It's decent. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So yeah, uh, today's podcast is going to be about uh, our experience, but also just a general experience of teaching in Taiwan. Uh, so talk about some uh, our school environment, like kind of like what classes we teach and that sort of thing, but also some very wholesome memories and some very challenging moments in teaching yeah you know for anyone who is thinking about teaching abroad or is a teacher or wants to be a teacher or anyone who wants to come to taiwan you know if, if you're any if you fall in any of those or if at least you're interested in that conversation or those experiences then this is definitely the, the podcast you want to listen to today yeah so happy to have you guys again thank you for listening goodbye <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah we're gonna i guess start with talking about um like you know once we get here the first people we interact with are our co-workers right yeah uh talking about like a little bit about the staff um the school environment and also we can kind of this is not a, like any sponsorship or advertisement but also sort of shout out to the program that we're working for um which is called teach taiwan yeah, um, I think it's part of like sort of like a government initiative to make Taiwan bilingual by 2030. So they're trying to get a lot of foreign uh, English teachers which, to teach. Which I don't think they're going to make it. But that's, a, uh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Thanks. But we're trying. Hey, you know what? We're actually, you know, it's making history, I would yeah. say. You know what I'm saying? We're actually trying to help uh, promote bilingualism in the country, which is dope. So... I guess we can start first by talking about our experience coming into Taiwan and uh, sure. and uh, getting into that sort of environment. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll start off. Of course, yeah, you were here first, so oh, I was well. here first. True, yeah. So I came here back in like what twenty 
21 December. Um, And even before I came to Taiwan, like, oh, I was interacting with like the Teach Taiwan program. And I had like the sort of supervisor, I would say. um, Sunny? We're going to say names in this motherfucker. Nah, damn. Stormy? uh, Yeah, Stormy, (laughs) right? So I had Stormy as my supervisor. And she was really cool, really down to earth and uh, very nice. Yeah, she was a really interesting character. And uh, once you get here, you get a quarantine, right? At that time. So quarantine for 14 days. God, that was like probably the worst time ever. Actually, not too bad. 14 days was not too bad. I'm not going to lie. I was like working out. I was, you know, I'm kind of back on my my fitness journey. type of vibe. Yeah, yeah, journey, you know. I even went one day fasting for like 30, 34 hours or something. Damn. Yeah, I was like a little fit. Not like right now, but. um. So yeah, that was kind of the first. But going to like the staff aspect of it all, like interacting with coworkers, sometimes it can be really funny because like when I first got here, my Chinese was pretty terrible. Like it was, you know, graduated from college and I had, so I'm a, I'm a Chinese major, so I studied a little bit of Chinese. But talking to your coworkers in a, you know, in the country where the language is spoken, it was definitely challenging. Um, but they're super nice and continue to be to this day. Yeah, I'm sure you have a similar experience, right, with your coworkers. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I I got here when February, I think. I was supposed to get here a little bit earlier, but I got here February, so two months after you. Yeah. And I also had a really good teachers. Uh, name omitted. <laughs> mm. Sorry, Stormy. Um, yeah, they were really nice. They were very encouraging and super welcoming too. They would send me, they sent me videos of my students saying hi before I even got here. Yeah. So obviously they were really excited to have me here. And yeah, the video. Yeah. That, it's, it's like, I feel like maybe every foreign teacher might get that. It's like, if you come yeah. here, they're going to send you a video saying like, Hey, like we're so excited to have you. Yeah. I remember having that. Yeah. It was really nice. So at least in the transition into here, I felt yeah. like. They wanted me here, that I was welcome. And overall, I've been, I've had a very supportive experience. I love my school. I love my school. I've heard of some teachers, you know, who aren't totally in love with their school or they have issues. There have been issues before. But I love my school. And I think from what I understand, my school likes me. Yeah. <laughs> I hope hopefully, so. hopefully. I'm trying to stay here. We don't know what they say in Chinese, but hopefully they like us. Hopefully it's all compliments. Yeah, and also like to what that thing you were saying about that that language, not a language barrier per se, because we speak a little Chinese, but being able to communicate and, and jumping between Chinese and English. Like when I first got here, I was trying to do as much Chinese as possible because yeah. I thought that's what they wanted out of me or I thought that'd be the easiest way. Yeah. To my surprise, a lot of them speak English. A lot of them speak... Um, I guess you would say broken English, like Chinglish, and they jump to and fro. But for the most part, but that's dope that they can do that, right? It's yeah, like yeah. They can they can use Chinese with us because they know that we speak it, but they yeah. also use a little bit of English, like they sprinkle it here and there. Yeah, to this day, they they still speak um, English to me. Even the mm-hmm. teachers who prefer speaking Chinese are more comfortable with it. Even when I try to speak Chinese, they'll keep speaking English with me. And you know, for me, it's it's fine because in the job description, that's what I'm here for to teach the students Chinese, but I mean, I guess kind of teach the teachers Chinese too teach sometimes. Teach the students Chinese? I mean, teach them as Chinese. Oh, Chinese teacher, god damn. Man, English, Chinese, you know, it's the same thing, same thing. Said, make, make Taiwan, Taiwan, uh... Yeah, I don't know yeah make Taiwan, make, make, make Taiwan. Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> Nationalist. Um, so, I guess, yeah, just us talking about like our coworkers 
mostly. So obviously super nice, right? We're saying everything is nice, but it really is that sort of experience when you get here and you start working here. Um, I just want to say my video when I was coming here was actually a video for my students because it was during Christmas time, December, right? So they sang, they had one class of high schoolers sing yeah. a song. What was it? It was uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. Oh, really? And they really? sang that. Yeah, they about sang you? It in the huh? How about you? I mean, I don't know if they were singing like, I want, I want you. I want this foreign teacher. Yeah, no, but they were like, they were singing that song. Like, All I want for Christmas. Because I guess they were like, oh, he's probably homesick. Like, he misses like Christmas. And this is what they would do in America. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. You did tell me that. And I was like, damn, y'all could really sing. And it was it was really uh, heartwarming. Yeah. That's really sweet. I remember I got a video, uh, a compilation of a bunch of students saying like, hi to me. So when I got I was confused with the sort of structure of how the teaching would work. I assumed I had one class yeah. and I had to teach them throughout the week. Uh, I come to find out I'm teaching all the seventh graders. So, you know, all the students so I you saw. You just teach seventh grade. Oh, also eighth grade too, sometimes. No, no, no. Just seventh graders. Okay. They're eighth graders now. Yeah. And you know, That's how it works because yeah. you go up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, hey, the eighth graders now like, come on, bro. Hey, viewers are not stupid. You know what I'm saying? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm but now, yeah. Uh, but they sent me a video. They were like, oh, hello, teacher Edgar. Hello, teacher Edgar. Yeah. And when I got here, I was expecting them to be like, that That was my class. But there was just a bunch of, a teacher had recorded a compilation of a different students saying hi. So I saw like those students spread out throughout my classes. Oh, yeah. I remember you showed me those too. Yeah, that was really cute. Yeah, that was really cute. One of them looked like my sister. I, I straight up said like, yo, who's this girl? Because she looks like my sister. And the teachers were like struggling to find her. Eventually, she found her. And then when I met her in person, I was like, "Man, you don't look nothing like my sister." <laughs> I was like, "But in the video, you did." They must have used a filter or something. Yeah, right? that's hilarious. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's pretty good segue to talking about some of the more heartwarming aspects of teaching here. Like, yeah, about what the students are willing to do for the teachers and how they display their gratitude and affection. Yeah, I think I want to start off if you don't mind. Yeah, please. I think my favorite part, and before we get into the students, I want to give a shout out to like my co-teachers. And I'm sure you like you want to get shout out to yours. Cause uh the way it works, yeah, because I, I, I think it's the same for us, even though yeah. we're in different cities. It's that we we teach and we have co-teachers. So like these are the English teachers, the English Taiwanese teachers of those schools. And when we teach, we we're, we're the leaders of that lesson. Like, we teach our own lesson, and they're there for support. But we're the ones teaching, you know? So for my teachers, my co-teachers, I, I love my co-teachers. They're really supportive. They're very patient. They're super encouraging, very helpful, super receptive to maybe any notes I might have. And likewise, I'm also very super receptive to anything they might say. Like, if they think, oh, like, this font is too small, or can you, I don't know, fix yeah, that's, this. That's really nitpicky. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, but... At the end of the day, I'm gonna listen to them. You that's know? good though. That's really good. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure they know more about like the the teaching environment and everything like that. Than, I've gotten that response to like font is too small and make sure it's like big enough for all yeah, the students to yeah, be able to read. Which is like yeah, that's valid. Like I'm never gonna say no to any like constructive criticism. I'm like okay, this is what that's what you think. Almost always I say yes. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, so my teachers are very cool, very patient. I work with four right now. Uh. 
three girls and one one guy and you know they're <laughs> i always it always amazes me whenever i ask them their age when we talk about ages and then they're always like yeah you know i'm like 40 50 and i have like three kids i'm like what Damn. you didn't expect it right yeah i'm all like dude i thought hey, you were younger than me bro it's the asians don't raise it like that that shit holds true bro. yeah i'm not allowed to say that but... i mean no i mean for real, like black don't crack asians don't raisin mexicans don't checks again <laughs> <laughs> i mean if checks again means the old age you know what i'm saying like yeah, people be like, people be like, what, like 30, 40, and you think they're yeah. like fresh out of college. Yeah. So my, I love my co-teachers. I'm really grateful for them. They're very supportive, very helpful. And they speak English to me most of the time. I also really like my students. My students, I think, um, overall, I've been very happy. Overall, they're very happy very happy and excited to see me. Every time they see me, they're always like, hello, teacher Edgar. Hello, teacher Edgar. Hi, teacher Edgar. Hello. Oh, they call him handsome, too. Don't forget. They call you handsome. I may, I ingrained that in their heads every lesson. Uh, teacher Edgar is handsome. Yes or no? I had a lesson today about Greek mythology, and I was teaching them about Apollo. And I was like, yeah, you know, Apollo is known as, like, the most beautiful god, the most handsome god. And I was like, yeah, and he is, and he's a god. He's handsome right here. Teacher Edgar is handsome over here. <laughs> and, like, I... I signed it for them that I was more handsome. They were like, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they be getting your jokes. That's another thing, is, right? It's like, yeah. the people who are your best friends or even like your girlfriend or boyfriend, I feel like one uh, similar factor between all those people in those relationships is that they laugh at your jokes. They yeah. think you're funny, right? Yeah, my students think I'm funny. Yeah, but the, the, I think that there is a little bit of difference, I guess, between your and my experiences where mm -hmm. my students are seventh graders. And their English, I, I imagine, is not as good as your students. So I have, you know, I have a few classes or a few students who. It's about equal, I feel, maybe. I don't know. I, I think generally, based on the lessons you teach and, you know, the structure you follow, I think your students are better. Well, it just depends, too. I mean, because sometimes the lessons I share with you are probably going to be about my high schoolers. Yeah. I teach high school and I teach middle school. So my middle school students, I feel like. What, teaching, what, what grade middle Apollo, school, though? Huh? What grade middle school? Uh, I teach. Seventh is uh, the first the one. first one. So I teach seventh and eighth. All right, all right. Yeah. But you're teaching Greek mythology. Like, I don't think like that's that. There's some really high vocabulary in there that I don't think I could really. I mean, I'm teaching Greek yet. mythology, but. Be like, this man, <laughs> he's big, strong. That's exactly how my lessons go. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, yeah, you get to teach it in a very like easy I to simplify, digest way. Simplify, yeah, simplify hard as hell. But it's good because it allows them to engage with English in an excited way, right? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I love Edgar's English class. He's handsome. Yeah, I got this a lot. Guys, eating up the compliments. Well, what about you? What about your co-teachers? Do you like them at all? Oh, co-teachers. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'll give a shout out to them. They're really cool. They're all very nice. Like, exactly what you said. They're, like They're just cool. They're just cool. Super smart. Like, they graduated from the top college in, in, in the country. And, like, they really have... Um, they approach teaching in a very structured and, uh, you know, pedagogical way. If you guys know, you know, if, <laughs> I'm being well, why, why, why don't you explain what that means? Why don't you give the definition? Because pedagogical is like a little bit of a very formal word specifically used in like the teaching field, right? Uh -huh. It's like the way that you approach, it's like the science of teaching, right? Mm -hmm. So they really have a pedagogical approach. You know, all right, it's all right, like yeah. my day, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they really I'm think about, here. okay, how? what's the objective here, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that, so I appreciate them for that because for me, I teach my students not from the pedagogical perspective solely, but also from, hey, let's just have fun, like on some summer camp shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's have some cool activities. Like, let's play games, bro. Like, hey, and then next time they have an English class, they're like, 
I want that motherfucker, bro. I want him to teach me. Yeah. So it's more fun. Yeah. I wish Greg. Uh, in class sometimes, that'd be happening to me too. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. I roll with it. I roll with it. Like, my voice cracks during quizzes this this past week, and I just roll with it. I'd be like, star, great, <laughs> mythology for the next one. I feel that, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, because I have more freedom than you do to create my lessons and stuff like that. Yeah. And last semester, I tried to make it mostly sort of what you mentioned about the summer camp thing, more entertaining, having it be really fun for them. And I think for the most part, they really liked it. But I found that they didn't learn a lot because I would ask, and for me, it's like a, a little irk. Mm. It's like, like, like a little... Okay, so how about let's talk about the challenges before we go into like the favorite parts of teaching for the kids, right? Because we have like some experiences. Yeah. Teaching. Great, all right. So, Yeah, of course. Well, I, I guess... A segue into that the challenge yeah. is that and it's, it's tough because i've talked to my teachers and i've talked to other per- people and there's a, like a general consensus consensus that the students might be a little bit lazy and mm. you know and we've talked about this right yeah and you know we used to say that that was an excuse or like not an excuse per se, but maybe that isn't the whole explanation of why the students aren't performing their best academically. And then after the first semester, especially since this semester started, I've, it's it, it's hard it's harder for me to be like, nah, that's not the reason. Because this semester, I changed my curriculum a little, and I'm I'm having qu- so essentially I'm quizzing them every every class. But I have these students once a week, every class once a week. So they have like a week to study five words. And generally, you know, they should be scoring pretty high. I mean, a week to study five words, I think is like, I thought it was pretty easy. And I talked to my coaches, I was like, yeah, they're like, yeah, it's doable, that's easy. And a lot of my students are not scoring well. Yeah. And I was I was scared, I'm not gonna lie. I was scared the first, the first quiz, because all the students were getting like 60, 50, and I was like, oh, is this too hard? Like, did I ask too much? Because I used to give them 10 words, but now I'm like, no, let's make it five. Let's make it easier. And I was like, is this still too much? And then I got like other students, other classes that were like doing really good, like 70, yeah, yeah, 80, yeah. 90. I was like, okay, no, no. I was like, it's Oh, so you have some classes that are, yeah, are doing well. And then yeah. some classes are just like. Yeah. So but so basically back to what you were saying is that it's, it's hard to, because I want to make it like a camp, make it fun, have activities. And I had that last semester where I was just making it more entertaining uh, maybe giving a little bit of homework, but mostly like in-class activities, whether it be like a worksheet or using the iPad or like some physical activity. Yeah, very interactive. Very, stuff. very interactive stuff. And I think they like that. But I found that at the end of all of that, they didn't really learn anything because I was trying to teach them something like as something as basic that I had like drilled into their hands every week throughout the whole first semester. Always know how to introduce yourself. Like something simple as what's your name? Where are you from? Mm. What school do you go to? How old are you? Like, and the most basic one of those is is what's your name, right? But I found that at the end of the semester, I'd talk to students and be like, hey, what's your name? And they'd be like, huh? and they're like, huh? And I'm like, ah. Because it's like, is like, what? What? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. In Chinese. Or like, where are you from? And the answer is supposed to be quick. Like, I'm from Taiwan. Yeah. But a lot of students, again, were like, Shamisa, or they couldn't write it. They didn't understand my question. And, you know, that it kind of hurt me. 
as a teacher because I was like, wow. Because I was like, I haven't done enough for these kids. So this semester, I'm making it more pedagogical. Yeah. yeah. So you have a more structured approach, basically. I do, but now I'm finding that I want to incorporate some of those fun activities again because I feel like maybe it might be a little bit too... I don't know. I guess I guess formal a little a little bit too, too school related versus me being the you know the foreign teacher giving them a more entertaining. Yeah. It's hard to balance it. You, it can, is, you can't it blame yourself for that. What What about you? What did you find like that was a real challenge for you? Um, I would say like honestly, I don't think it's just a challenge specifically for us foreign teachers or just English teachers, whatever you know position you give us, like. It's a challenge of just interacting with different people. Like at the end of the day, our students are all different people with different personalities, different interests. So they come into class, they might be like, yo, fuck English. I don't care about this shit. But they say it all in Chinese. They won't say any English. If they say that English, I'll be hella impressed. Fuck English. I'm like, hey, hey, you pretty you pretty native, bro. You a native speaker. But so yeah, some of them don't care. And I can see that and I'm okay with that. But at the end of the day, in my class, you still have to make something of it you know so that's why i do play a lot of games and i kind of do have more fun activities just because i want them to have a good impression of english because later i mean like hey i studied english in middle school i studied english in high school and i didn't give a shit about them i learned like like shakespeare's sonnets uh shakespeare's sonnets and like ap lit in high school and i didn't think anything of it like i was like oh i gotta memorize hamlet's to do uh to be or not to be blah blah soliloquy and shit that was cool but when I got to college, I was like, you know, let me try it out. Just because I had like, um, I had like a seed from yeah. high school. You know, I'm like, maybe it might be whatever. Like, this is my only option. I'll pick it. And I actually really enjoy English, you know, like I started like making music. I started like rapping and kind of like singing and, and writing lyrics. And even though that's not like formal English that I will learn in school, it's still English because I'm trying to play with the language. I'm interested in manipulating it and like finding my niche in there. Yeah. So I hope that I can instill that, not passion, but instill that sort of impression to my students. I feel that. I think that's an issue with me too. Because uh, you have some students who are who have no basic understanding of any like English, whether it be letters or sounds or anything like that. And then... <laughs> yeah, letters and sounds, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. Like I had, for instance, I, I taught, today I taught them origin. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the key words today, origin. And then I was like, okay, what does yeah, this that's say? Hard. That's hard. Uh, yeah, and then they were like, orange. Mm. I was like, no, 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 no. Origin. They're like, orange. Yeah. I was like, so it was funny. But sort of like what you were saying about I have some students who just don't care or don't be listening. And it's like, for me, I understand that. I understand that my class might be a little bit difficult because I mostly speak in English. I, I only speak in English. But I'll make it easy English. I'll break it down. I have pictures. I do like hand signals. I do my best to convey my meaning without actually Edgar speaking Chinese. Edgar be over here. Hand signals. He'd be like, <laughs> a thousand years of death. <laughs> but again, some students don't care and or don't want to learn or are too lazy to pay attention. And I'm like, that's fine. My issue isn't with that. Like, if you if that's how you feel, I understand that. You know, it's a different language. Whatever. Just don't be disruptive. That's my thing. Like, sure. they'll be talking to a kid who actually does speak English or is one of my good students and distracting him or her from paying attention to this because, like, this is important or this part of the lesson, you know? Don't be disruptive. That's my thing. I feel that. But with that being said, there are challenges. 
but there are some really great moments. Some great. There's yeah. some really beautiful moments. And we're going to end with this because, you know, always end off on a positive note. On a positive note. On a positive note. Um, I feel like maybe also because I feel like you have some better cool stuff. To I got up. props. I got, got props. Cool. He got props, bro. He got props. I got props. So I don't have any props with me because we're at his house, so I didn't bring them with me. Uh, you know, apologies for that. But okay, so I'll start off real quick. Um, some of the best moments and most rewarding moments of being a teacher is damn like reaching the students, right? And you know, you reach the students when they show that they're passionate, but they also show some gratitude. You know what I'm saying? Give you a couple thousand dollars. I'm joking. I'm joking. But, but like when the students write you cards, right? Uh, or they say even thank you, teacher Sabian, for teaching us today. Like this is a cool lesson. If they think something is cool, wow. It's like I feel like the the work I've done is actually worth something. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll just bring up, let me see, I I can remember. Uh, so I have, I guess, one experience that I kind of want to highlight, which is cool. Uh, I have one high school student, right? And she's applying to college. She actually applied and she got into this this college already. Congrats for, her. Congrats for her. Shout out to her. Super, and it's like one of Taiwan's top universities. And she asked me to write a recommendation letter for her before she had gotten admitted, obviously. And she was like, you can write it and blah, blah. I said, like, you recommend me, why, blah, blah, blah. And I did it. And at the bottom of the sheet, it was like, how much do you recommend a student have? Like, sort of like a level. So it was like zero to 100. 100 being like, like no doubts at all, take the student. 70 or like 80% being like, uh, this student is a great choice, um, but this is something else to consider. Like, she needs to develop in this area. So it's not like saying no. It's just saying like, you know, there's... Uh, Growth uh, to be had. Exactly. So I had put around 80, right? 85 or something. Because I think she's a phenomenal student, but her leadership skills need to be built upon so yeah and then she later asked me to like send it to her right so i submitted it ready but she's like oh can you send it to me i wanted to like read it i was like oh, i'm not really used to it like i i don't know if you can you know i don't know if that's like a common practice i was like i you know what? like i'll send it to you because i'm i'm chill i'm like i want you to see what i think of you because i'm i'm genuine like that yeah so <laughs> <laughs> i'm genuine, I'm genuine like, like that y'all don't realize how genuine i am genuine like, no but i'm genuine like that so i like i like you read it and then a couple weeks went by, she didn't talk to me. I was like, damn, bro. damn, what I do, man? <laughs> so like, fuck you, teacher Savior. Fuck this. Oh no, I'm joking. She didn't say that. <laughs> Would you give her points, though, for getting that English right? I was like, damn, you, you speaking like the locals, for real. <laughs> no, but no, she didn't say nigga. I, I want to clarify that. Uh, so basically, but then she came to me later. And she, it was like, it was actually, I was stressing over nothing. Because she was just saying, like, um, she didn't mention it at all. But what she did ask me was hey like we would like you kind of to be like an advisor for they have like these uh it's like a free period to study it's like a free study period and she's using that time to make a short film with her friends um wow about like school life that's and, awesome and they're trying to make a song and they asked me to help them also like make a melody for it and all that stuff Damn, i didn't know that's crazy that's yeah. amazing and so they're, they're making a song in english and I'm helping them write the lyrics and they have their own ideas. I told them to draft it first and I'm editing it for them, but it's all their ideas. And the two friends that are with her, I don't think they would even be in that group doing this project if it wasn't for her. Because mm. she always is super interested. She's very, uh, um, uh, she takes the initiative to do so many different things, like an English speech competition, all these different things. And I think she's the one who got them, pulled them into it. And I think that's the leadership that I was talking about in the recommendation letter that she's trying to show me that she's grown into. Yeah, which that's is dope, great. you know. Yeah, that like, is dope. Damn, it's like I, I kind of changed someone's life in a good way, and even if it's like a little bit, it's still 
meaningful. Yeah, it's the impact you can have on someone. Yeah. That's it? You, you got more? Because I, I, I got a few. So I, you got you them out. I might as well just go out with it. All right, this is going to be a long episode then. <laughs> I mean, we can make it a long episode too. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, one, I, I really have so many because I have, I'm not going to lie. There are days where it's hard to be a teacher. It's, it's just hard because the students are understanding. I don't know about you, but at least for me, it's like, I feel like I'm, they're not learning anything or they're not enjoying my class or they don't care. And it's, it's hard. It's hard on those days. But, you know, then you have good days or you have good classes or, you know, they have times where they're really engaging and stuff like that. And I love that. I love those moments where it's like they seem like they're really interested in it. They seem like they're having fun, um, super engaged, listening. You know, you know, you're good when you have the students who usually chat with each other low key on the side all the time. You know, you got a good listen when they're not even talking to each other, just looking at you. They're like paying attention. I love it when that happens. But I have, a, I have a lot. I have a lot. So many moments. First of all, shout out to Wednesday's classes. My favorite classes. My favorite day of teaching. Wednesdays, I have three classes. Ironically, it's the same teacher. But all those classes, I love them. They're my favorite classes. Probably like the most studious, right? Uh, Yeah. Not necessarily the best, but just like the most engaging. Like they're not the best class. They're maybe, you know, the top five, top six. But... They're just so engaging. Like they, they're fun. I always joke with those classes. I make jokes. They laugh. They, they make jokes with me. They engage. They listen. I, I just love the class. Seven oh seven. Class seven oh seven is my favorite. I'm not making a lie. Shout out to class. Shout out to class seven oh seven. Seven oh seven. Chilling, chilling, chi. I, love you guys. But yeah, those moments. Another really good moment that recently happened for me was that I, I just started, and I, I've told you about this, that I'm starting doing like a pen pal program. So I'm in contact with a teacher from the U.S. and we're going to start like having a pen and pal sort of interaction between her students and my students. Now, her students are fourth graders, but their English is obviously better. So I think that was like around this equal. They're probably a little bit higher in their English level. I mean, they're definitely higher, but it's good practice for my students. And the good teaching moment for me was that when I was planning this club, um, the, the worry was that I would not have enough students who would want to sign up. And the teachers were telling me that the students are hesitant to sign up to many clubs, especially in clubs where they're like learning some things because they usually go for sports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the other teacher need, has 23 students. So I needed 23 to match. And yeah, I was if I very... signed up for a club, I'm not gonna, I probably wouldn't sign up for an English club. Right? Yeah. That's, what, that's what you would think, right? And then I was very scared that I wouldn't have enough. But then come to find out when we finally got all the applications in, I got like upwards of 30 who Damn. wanted to be like, yeah. And it was a good mix between seventh graders and eighth graders. That's yeah, that's wrong. So I was, re- I was really happy, really proud about that. And it was the best thing. I'm super excited. It starts next Friday. I was super excited for this. I'm stressed, but I'm excited for it. My, my favorite part, bro, is that my favorite boy students, like, all signed up. All with the exception of one. Like, my best students at English, all the boys, they're all in it. They all applied. And that's I'm lit. happy as hell because I'm really excited. And like I also got boys, some props. Boys are kind of harder to encourage to join those type of things. Just, yeah. Just like, yeah. I think statistically, like, in, in general, like, from our experience, like, usually girls are, like, the most studious, active ones in class. I would say, I don't know about your students, but for my students, I would say the best students individually are the boys. Oh. But the best students as a group as are a the girls. As a girls, yeah. As a collective are the girls. I like as boys, I don't know, boys in my class are, like, louder, so they're more willing to speak english in front of the class that, that's actually i find that to be true with my boys yeah like the best like the loudest ones who i know like i can remember like that are the boys yeah because they're usually more engaged and but girls 
You smart as hell too, girl. No, no, no. The, the girls as a, as a collective, the girls are definitely smarter. Like, I always give a shout out to them. That's why on Wednesdays, my favorite students, they're all girls. Every every class. I remember the girls from those classes. Girls, they're smart girls. And they're like, us. Remember the girls from I don't know what the point was. Up. I don't know what the point was. Up. All right, but I got some props. So for anyone who's just listening and not watching, uh, I'll describe them to you. But here for the video part, I have a few like letters. My students wrote me some letters uh, right here. This is Happy Teacher's Day. They have a Teacher's Day thing here. So you can see it in the video. This Happy Teacher's Day. Very this cute. was my student from last year, eighth grader. Damn, that's a beautiful card. So inside. it's just a card with like really beautiful drawings and it's for Edgar and it's basically saying thank you teacher Edgar I'm gonna just show a few because there's so many cute like also there's like really little, cute because right? like it's like little mistakes on there with the English it's like god I'm a good teacher but dang I'm just like one like the hap this is hap teachers day yeah, but it's cute yeah. it's like uh, I think it's cute too yeah I, it makes it even more special I think. when I have grammar mistakes and some of them misspell my name too E-D-G-E-R and I'm like alright cool Edger. like not, like I haven't been teaching you for like a full <laughs> semester this one's Molly she was my student from last semester uh for those who can't see i taught her body parts so she drew like a body like an anime body this guy looks like an anime character yeah, right for sure she drew like an anime body and she like labeled all the body parts um i really like this one and then my students from this year sophie she drew me something a mario it's beautifully drawn that's lit like mario next to a mushroom i feel like students in taiwan they're just good artists like right? the majority of them are good as hell at drawing bro yeah i like sophie she's a good smart she's a good student and then my favorite boy student right here is Howard, and he just wrote a lot of English. Howard's really into English. He's gonna be a, he's, he's definitely gonna be a, a really great English speaker. And yeah, he was like, these are just cool drawings, you know. That's tight. That's tight. That's my that's my take what about you. Let me see what props I got. <laughs> I didn't bring them today, but I do also have a a, a collection, a handful of cards and um, from coworkers and also students alike. And yeah, I mean, shout out to all of them. I didn't bring it today, unfortunately. Sorry about that. But you know, just like that, they draw some beautiful pictures. Yeah. They even like try to try to sketch my face out. I remember one student. She for Easter we did like activity. We were painting Easter eggs, and yeah. then we would do a scavenger hunt. And she, so every student was like drawing on their Easter egg, and she drew a picture of three teachers of well, one of my coworkers, another coworker, and my face on there. Yeah. And she even drew my complexion perfect. Bro. I like, I like, bro. I like handsome as. Looking at egg. Hey. So I'm, I'm going to try to bring the egg for you guys. Uh, so you guys can see it in the next episode or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, guys, that was essentially our podcast. You know, that's what it feels like to be a teacher. You know, there's a lot of stuff we didn't go into. And there's definitely a lot more stuff we could go into. But for the the general gist of it, at least for me, is that. And I, I no, actually, I think I give speak for both of us. It's a really fulfilling job. It's, it's not easy sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, there are really, really beautiful moments where you feel, at least I feel like I'm more impactful than our last job when we were being consultants. You know, I like interacting with the students. It's hard sometimes and it's hard playing the lessons and you know teaching them. But overall, I, I'm really happy. I like being a teacher. I like having that feeling where, you know, you, when you like what you said, where you feel like impactful, where you feel like it, they care about what you say. They listen to you. They want to understand and learn more. And you can give them that. I really like that feeling. You, you don't like shit? No, I just like <laughs> leaving silence in there. I know you guys are wanting to listen to a podcast for people who are not watching the video, but bro, the silence just, it makes it hit harder. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but yeah, exactly what Edgar said, for sure. Like, man, it's good to be a teacher. I, so I never planned on being a teacher. I'm not sure about you, but I'm happy I did. I'm happy yeah. I'm having this experience. Sure. It's not going to last super long, but 
for the time it's lasted. Ooh, ooh, actually, we're perfect. Yeah, I know. I can't do that. This guy. Um, uh, yeah, okay, we know this episode is really long, but thank you for, if you stay this long, thank you for tuning in. Um, let us know. Now we have we have a freaking YouTube. Yeah, we have you a video comment, podcast now. Bro. Yeah. You now can, you can leave comments. You can finally leave comment and tell us, hey, this episode was so shit. Don't ever talk about kids again. Fuck them kids. Or you can be like, yo, we really like this episode. Talk in more detail about how it is to work in Taiwan. What type of benefits do you get? All that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're the type of like, viewer or listener to say fuck them kids, don't watch our shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you guys for tuning in. And, yeah, um, thanks for tuning in, guys. It's another episode well, of Party Time. Like, comment, subscribe. Ah!